Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie, who's just joined the call. Would you like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, How are you, Sister Yvonne? Okay. Good morning. God bless you. I love hearing you. You're a wonderful lady. Thank you. You are welcome. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Would anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful Thursday morning? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Good morning, Pam. Anyone good, else join? Go ahead. Good morning, family. It's Sister Veronica. How y'all doing? Good morning, Sister Veronica. Doing well. Thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Mona. Good morning, Mona. Good morning, guys. Love you guys. Love you, too. What were you going to say, Mona? 
call about to say good morning, Victor Veal. <laughs> <laughs> good morning to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Victory family. This is Pam. Happy Thursday. Love y'all. Good morning, Pam. Love you right back. Good morning. This is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Same to you. Good morning, Lucille. Good morning, Lucille. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else joining the caller would like to say good morning? Morning, good morning. Susie. It's Dee Dee. Good morning, Dee Dee. And who else was that? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful Thursday morning that God has allowed us to see? Anyone else join the call? Good morning. This is Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning. It's Renee. Good morning, Renee. Good morning. Would anyone else like to say good morning before I get started here? Okay, well, it's time to move forward on to the next segment of the call. But before we do move forward, we ask that you please mute your line so we can proceed. And hello, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. We hope that you can join us, excuse me, we hope that you can journey with us through the month of June as we have some great things in store for you. We'll be having an empowerment series on topic teachings. Please look for the flyer in the Victory Room for more information on who is teaching what and when. You don't want to miss this power-packed month that we are preparing for you. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. 
They will be going through the book in time. Can someone please mute your line? They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. By Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sew into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory. We pray many blessings by your Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There is one prayer request submitted via the app, and it's from Krishanda Williams, who is asking us to please pray for Ayana's healing. The order of the call is the declaration will be done by Ravonda. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Geraldine. And we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer, Ravonda. And I'll repeat that. The declaration will be done by Ravonda. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Geraldine. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer, Ravonda. The scripture today is John 14 and 4. You know the way to the place where I am going. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Someone please mute your line. At this time, we ask you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the declarer, Ravonda. Everyone have a wonderful, beautiful, and blessed day. Thank you, Susie, um, for greeting everyone so eloquently. Um, first, I'd like to do a sound check. Do I sound okay and am I pretty clear? Yes, you are. Okay, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Um, blessed be the name of the Lord for such a beautiful morning. Been up and at it early, trying to get a jump on the day. Um, thanking God for bringing us through the night. Um, and hopefully something will be said that will cause our soul's position um, to transition, to move from the one place of disparity and uh, into uh, victory this morning. I am so glad about the word of God this morning that is our health and our life. And it's our strength and the word says that it is like a fuller soap. <laughs> it, um, it, it cleans us up and so, it is our plumb line. We measure everything uh, that goes on in our lives according to God's word. And we're so thankful this morning that he left us his spirit. That is our ability to live a saved life. Good morning, everyone. Um, like I said, thanking God for you this morning. Uh, I'm going to get right into things. We bless God for what we've heard on this month. We have basically roughly maybe one and a half more weeks in this series, 
and I am dealing with matters of the heart, and it is something that is really close to me while I'm yet studying and doing what I'm doing to prepare for you, God is doing a, a, a fresh work. Um, I'm, there's fresh wind in my life, and hopefully it is in yours. Um, on last week, well, the weeks uh, uh, four, I talked about basically in Jeremiah, the whole chapter of Jeremiah, and you're reading chapter 17, and the focal verse, the heart is deceitful and wicked, you know, uh, who can, uh, <laughs> who can cure it? And, and that was uh, out of Jeremiah's own mouth, and the Lord answered, I can, in that 10th verse, I can. And believe you me, I've tried him, and I've known, I know him to be true, that he can fix the sin-sick soul, and uh, dealing with the very range of what it is, uh, where it is, and where the stuff is. And we committed to exposing our hearts to the Lord and getting into an environment that was conducive to healing, that we would be able to be a conduit, uh, utensils, in Second Timothy, that we would purify our hearts. And we will begin to deal with the things that dishonor God in our lives. And therein we would become pure and the possibility for God to use us for uh, what it is that he intended to use us for. And so that is basically all uh, that uh, we're talking about on this third, these Thursdays is being available for God to use. Not that he couldn't use us in the state that we were in, but optimally, we want to be able to be used by God and um, for the furtherance of his gospel that someone else may be healed. And um, I want to take the time out and just ask that you mute your line. If you just come on the call, uh, if you could just mute your line so uh, you won't be a distraction. And um, it's kind of difficult periodically when we're teaching to have to tell you to do that. So just be careful to um, mute your line. Um, today I want to talk about uh, generational stuff. And it, it's, really, uh, it, it's, it's really awesome how God has formed us and, uh, in our mother's womb and our level of, uh, level of exposure uh, normally determines how we exit the womb and our start in life. Um, for some, um, they may look at it as a disadvantage and some may uh, look at it as an advantage, but David says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity. Please mute your line. And in sin, my mother conceived me. And we all, that's, 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 the, that's where we started, in our mother's womb. And a lot of what we find ourselves in our beginning is normally how we set the pace in our lives. Can you please mute your line? So I, let's look at them as uh, we, we come here wounded. We, we come here wounded. Everyone comes with um, a, a distinct marking 
that are indicative to who we are and the, the our own lineage. And so when we come here, it's like when you have someone has a baby and uh, the, the father may not be present uh, for a, a great period of the time. And let's say the young man or the young, uh, let's say the young man, I'll, I'll put it that way, uh, is 10 years old and the mother sees the father in the son and the father hasn't been in his life. And suddenly the father shows up and he holds his head the same way his dad does. He walks, he pronates the same way his father walks. Uh, God is so awesome in um, this, this DNA thing. And we all have specific markers, like I said, that are indicative to how we, our level of exposure in our mother's womb. And like I said, David said, you know, I was shaping in iniquity. Uh, iniquity has everything to do with generational things. That 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 is uh, uh, generational sins, the things that uh, your father did, the things that your grandfather did, your great great grandfather. Those things are passed down through time. So when the Word of God talks about iniquity, it's talking about that those ancient things, those old things that have been passed down. And when you go back to Jeremiah, um, and I'm really kind of keeping it really surface um, uh, because I just want you to get the crux of it and you can go ahead and do your own uh, your own study in it. And he, uh, he talked about this stuff is engraved in the heart. Um, and then he said it, it, was, it, it was done with a diamond. The, it was hard pressed in. So it's markers that, that preclude um, um, even your own children. Um, so it's the way you do things. It's how you speak. It's how you do it. Those things, those habits, it's the, the, the habits of uh, the parents become, the, the sins of parents become the habits of the children. So it's, it's that kind of talk. So when you, see, when you see iniquity talked about in the word of God, that's what it's talking about. So uh, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to look at these things as being wounds on today, and I'm going to give you about three of them um, that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with today. And uh, those are the things uh, that the exposure that we've had, the things that we've talked, that I talked about in that first week, the, the things that we had to expose to the Lord, the things that we found out about ourselves, the things that our friends told us about ourselves. Why are you always getting mad? Why are you always doing this? Or you're lying or your moral compass is off or, you know, you, you may be a thief. You don't know why you steal and you got a job or everywhere you go, um, you might keep up an argument or you're always critical. Uh, or always criticizing all of those things. You'd be surprised. All of that stuff, those habits are um, passed down through uh, through our parents. Believe it or not, uh, passed down through our parents. So I'll, I'm going to refer to them as wounds, um, uh, gener generational iniquities, and some people call them curses, but they're just habits. Those things that are detriment to uh, uh, our our success and could cause stagnation. And we're going to find out how they manifest differently um, in different areas of our lives, whether it be in our relationships, um, financially, who we are, and even in sickness. Yes, it can 
manifests itself into sickness also. Um, so let me move forward. Uh, soul wounds can be caused by generational iniquities. Remember those, that old stuff, the things, that, the habits of our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents. These are habitual sins committed by our ancestors that have not been repented of or forgiven. And mainly when we say repent, it's that they haven't stopped doing it. They, they didn't turn away from doing it. Instead, it became a habit. And these things are passed down um, while we're formed in our parents' womb. As God said to the Israelites, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. The word for womb in the Greek is koilia, koilia. It refers to the place where a fetus is conceived and nurtured until birth, and it also means the soul. Why would the womb also mean soul? Because when you were knit together in your mother's womb, your inner man received all the sins and related wounds your ancestors had in their souls. Wow, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So some of the stuff, it, it ain't your fault. Some of the stuff that you're dealing with, really, it ain't your fault. It was just habitual. It was the thing that was handed down. Remember, we expose these things to the sun um, so that we can be healed. We can receive healed. We can receive healing. Now, David confirms the truth in Psalms 51 and 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. It didn't mean that she was a fornicator. That, that, no, that ain't what he's talk, talking about. We were all born into sin. That, we were all, no matter what the situation, you know, even if you're tripping off of how you came here, you know, your mom was raped or, you know, uh, uh, your, your mom wasn't married or whatever. We we all were uh, we all were conceived into sin. So there's nothing that is uncommon. This stuff is common. So the, what we all have in common is our beginnings. The Bible uses many different words such as trespass and rebellion to describe sin. However, when it uses the word iniquity, it's referring to generational sin. Wow. Now, um, this, call, this caused me to, uh, to really search and think about um, carefully not to use this word iniquity so loosely. And believe it or not, um, it, it was times when I used it, I didn't quite get the meaning of it. But when we say iniquity, we're talking about generational stuff. And it's normally the things that we, we, had, we had nothing really to do with, but it was inherited. It was inherited. So we have sins that we have inherited. Um, however, when he uses the word iniquity, it's referring to generational sins. David said that when he was in the womb, he was being shaped in iniquity. He was being knit together. That is, he was receiving all the generational sins committed by the people in his bloodline. Woo, that's a heavy weight right there. Um, since the Bible says that sin can wound the soul, then David was also receiving all the soul wounds created by his ancestors' sin. So not only was he creating the sins, he was creating he he was receiving the uh, uh, the fruit of the sin also. 
Um, David seemed to understand the wounded condition of his inner man because he then prayed, create in me a clean heart, a clean soul, Lord. This place, this place of emotion, this place of decision, the seat of my emotion, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalms 51 and 10. The word heart in this verse is leb, L-E-B in Hebrew, which means the soul the place of emotion, the place of decision, where you're happy, where you're sad. Um, after David declared that he had received all the sins and wounds in his bloodline while being formed in the womb, he then petitioned God to heal his soul of all the junk he was born with. And see, that's what we're talking about. That is what we've been talking about on these Thursdays, that we identify these things, that we identify, we identify it, um, we confess it. We talked about homologeo. Say what it is. We confess the thing. We tell. The, we 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 say what we say the same. We we say what it is, and um, we we own up to all these things that um, we found ourselves um, uh, dealing with. And um, let's go here. When soul wounds are inherited from our family, um, wounds wounds you are born with can make you sick. Wounds you are born with can make you sick. When soul wounds are inherited from our family line, they can cause disease to manifest in our bodies, as they did in the body of the layman described in Acts 3, 1 and 2. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, um, whom they laid daily at the gate, of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Notice this man was born with a physical sickness or disability that he got in the womb, in the womb. Again, the word womb, koelia, means the soul. So when he was being shaped in the womb, he received a womb that was passed down to him through his family line, which caused him to be born lame. Now, look at this. You have, you have, some people have a history of heart disease in their family. Some people have a, a, a history of high, high blood pressure, um, a, a lot of things. Uh, that are gone that go on some people are born with dwarfism all of those things all of this stuff happens in the womb all of it now when peter was questioned by the rulers and elders about the healing even peter claimed um the beggar's disease came from his soul came from a place of emotional emotional uh uh, the inward part, the heart. Peter answered them, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means is he made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Peter called the man lame, impotent. The Greek word translated for impotent, you guys, listen to this, means strengthless. Strengthless. It comes from a negative form of the root word steno, which means to make strong, to strengthen, or one soul. The man's impotency in his body came about because he needed to be made strong in soul. Just as he was afflicted by the effects of generational iniquities, um, 
we can be too. We can be too. And even though this man was physically afflicted, he this thing could be better if he, if his soul position changed. If there was a change in his soul, in his emotions, how he thought about it, how he perceived it. Um, uh, uh, no matter um, where we come from, the trauma or generational iniquities, um, we can have life. We can have life, and we can we can experience endless possibilities. Now, num- here's number one: soul wounds can cause us to sin, also. Now, it can cause physical illness, um, and it can also cause us to sin. Wounds uh, in our soul can control our drive to sin. Yes, the stuff that you've been through, I know. I know it caused me, you know, to do some crazy stuff, you know, in my life. The wounds that I have suffered, even in at childhood, caused me to do a lot of things. Promiscuity. Um, a lot of times, I would I would not show up, or I would draw back, uh, being timid. All of those things, um, I would find myself being in a place where I could not uh, 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 get it together. And even my habits, as uh, as I've gotten older, when I got older, even after I had given my life to Christ, uh, it seemed like sin ramped up in my life. There was more of a desire because when I didn't know the sin, I wasn't even tripping about it. But when I when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, then I was aware of how much sin was in my life. Are you walking around and ignoring the things that you need to do? Um, to eradicate what is dishonorable in your life. Um, that's what we want to do. We want exposure. This this is what we're doing. As we grow closer to the sun, we get more exposure, and our sin sickness begins to be amplified. But are you paying attention? Do you really want to be healed? I know I really wanted to be healed. So I had to expose myself to the things of God. I had to make sure that my environment was an environment that was conducive um, to healing. So it wasn't so much, remember, it's not so much about striving to do, do things that are honorable. But what's honorable is when I begin to eradicate the things that dishonor God in my life. Therein is honor. Proverbs 23 and 7. Now, two, soul wounds determine who you are and what you say. Soul wounds determine who you are and what you say. Proverbs 23 and 7 says this. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. The word heart in this verse in the Hebrew word nefesh. Now, we see, we see this um, in Genesis when the Lord formed man. Um, it says, which means the soul. Thus, whatever is in your soul is who you are going to be. If there is pain and misery in there, then you will be a person who is constantly unhappy and unsatisfied. If fear rules your soul, you will be someone who walks around in constant dread. Now, in the beginning, the Lord says he took us from the dust of the earth, and then he blew into us his spirit, and the word says that man became a living soul. That's nefesh. We became animated. 
Um, we, that there was life. He breathed life into us. That's the soulish place. That was, that, like I said, that's the seat of our emotion, the animation. When people trip, you know they're tripping because, you know, their eyes get to moving. Some, some people roll their eyes or roll their neck or, you know, talk with their hands, fly off, get crazy. This is what we're talking about. This is the soulish place. That's the place where the Lord, um, that, that's the place that we have to surrender um, to the will of the Lord, the place of our emotion, the place where we're animated. Oh, yes. That's the reason why the, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. We can, we can, we, we can do this. Uh, if we partner with the Holy Spirit and we, we listen to him and don't grieve him, that part of our lives we can control. It's not just about God doing it, but we partner with him in making our lives um, well that we can be better and we can live well. Um, <clears throat> uh, this is why, uh, let me go back here. Uh, if fear rules your soul, you will be someone who walks around in constant dread. This is why it's vital to be healed in your innermost being. We've been talking about this all week, all week long. And, and, and hear me, those who say, I can't, I, I can't seem to do this. You know, no, no, you can't do it. But with, with, the, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you surrendering your will, you can do this. This is why it's vital to be healed in your innermost being, in your soul. Please put your phone on mute. Um, the more soul healing you get, the more you will become a totally different person, and your life will be completely transformed. Man, I've seen the time when I was bitter, um, sad, and depressed. Um, uh, uh, if, if, I, if I deal with my sadness and my depression, you know, he, he will give me his peace and his joy and his happiness. When your soul is healed, you will become what is in your heart. So if you're a complainer, that's in your heart. If you're a person full of fear, that's what's in your heart. If you're afraid, that's what's in your heart. You've accepted that place. You've accepted. I, I can't name. It's not my depression. It's not my anxiety. I will not take ownership of that foolishness. Not at all. Yes, it comes to visit. Yes, it does. But I ain't got to open the door. A person filled and healed by the power of Jesus Christ is who we are. The Bible also says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, you can own that if you want to, but we will know what's in your heart. The word heart in this verse in the Greek is cardia, which means the soul again. Uh-huh. So the verse is saying that what's in your soul is what you're going to talk about. Um, it, it's funny how you can have a conversation with someone, and if you uh, if you have any any level of discernment, if your discernment has been sharpened and grown and and, and have matured, you can basically know uh, just through a simple dialogue where where the conversation is going. You can just about tell what it is that that they're going through and what their struggle is. Are you constantly complaining? Then there is an area in your soul that is not healed and causing you to walk in a spirit of discontentment. Do you often talk negatively about a certain person? Um, um, something may have happened between you two and caused you to be wounded, and now you're speaking out. Um, through these wounds, you're filtered through your heart, through your soul, the place of decision. Too often our mouths are the fountains that pour out the pain in our souls. 
letting wounds direct our speech can be devastating to our lives and our health. The Bible says this. We can speak to a mountain and it will be thrown into the sea. That's Mark 11 and 23. But if your words are constantly negative or faithless, absent of faith because of what you feel in your soul, then your words will have no power. And that that place, that hard place, that big place uh, will continue to stay right there. So because of negative confession, because of our talk, what we say out of our mouths can also wound our souls. That comes from a place of a wounded soul. So what uh, wounds can affect our conversation and what we say, how we say it, how we respond, how we talk to our kids, how we talk to our husbands, how we talk to our wives, how we talk to people on our jobs, how we talk to people in line, how we talk to the cashier, where we go. Soul wounds can negatively control our emotions. Are your emotions unbalanced and out of control? Yep, you got anxiety? Let's check it out. Do you find yourself constantly feeling fearful, anxious, angry, and depressed? Have you tried to stay calm? You have some people who are always anxious, can't sit still, can't be calm. Next thing you know, blood pressure high, you sweating. You know, you're already afraid about what hasn't even happened. Am I always fretting, filled with worry, annoyed, discontented? Do I fuss, complain, argue with everyone about everything uh, during conflicts? Do I do I do I come off being a brawler, wanting to fight? If 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 you find some of these signs that show up in your life, then you probably are d- deeply wounded. And you know what? I was guilty of some of these things. These things. I'm, I'm not necessarily a brawler, you know, but there's times that I, there was deep anxiety. You know, it was difficult for me, you know, to control some things. You know, it was diff- difficult for me. Um, I found myself being impulsive, you know, all of those things. And I had to really confess those things to the Lord. God, I need you to heal me. I need you to heal me. I don't want to walk around fearful. I don't want to walk around afraid. I had an incident that happened to me, and when I came back, uh, came away from it, you know, um, there was a post-traumatic stress syndrome, and I, I, it would show up in different places so much so. Next thing you know, I was drinking, you know, um, having, I mean, just just random sex doing crazy things. And before I knew it, um I I had I had when I when I tell you I reached bottom, I reached the bottom. I I, I was emotionally depleted, you know, and even when um I tried uh, uh to get some type of uh simulance of being normal, um it was still dysfunctional. And so I had to render all those places to the Lord because I had a wound. I had a wound in my emotions, the place of my emotions, and I had to give that to the Lord. And it wasn't, and I'm not going to say it wasn't all my, it, it, it wasn't my fault. Some of it was because I made some decisions that were to my detriment. But a lot of this had 
everything to do with the, the, the inscription on my heart, what was written on my heart, the generational stuff, the habits of my parents, the things that I saw. So I, I resorted to um, alcoholism to, to, to deal and to cope. You know why? Because I saw it in my grandmother. You know, I, 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 saw, I saw it in my mom. You know, I saw, I saw how they handled difficult times. And you know what? I thought I was exempt of it until I had something to happen that was so horrific. And then I realized that, you know what, this has to be eradicated in my life. So I had to change some things. I had to make sure, remember your environment. I had to uh, find myself amongst people who were stronger than me, who could speak into my life, who could stay aware, who I could be accountable to. God help the person who doesn't want to be, who have arrived, and feel that they don't have to be accountable to anyone. Soul wounds can cause trouble in your relationship. The wounds in your soul can cause trouble between you and your friends and family. Um, look, the, uh, the, every um, do, look. Let's go here. Do you remember the story in the Bible, um, the incident of Ziglag? David was not yet ruler over Israel. In fact, he was on the run from King Saul. During that time, he uh, and a band of 600 men and their wives and children were living in the town called Ziglag. Every day, David and his men would go out and, and um, make raids against the enemies of Israel. One day, they returned to Ziglag to find that the Amalekites, them boogers, honey, had attacked them and taken everything, including the women and children. Honey, you talking about strong arm robbery. They took everything. They called them gone. See, the enemy studies you. The enemy studies us. He knows our patterns. That's what he, he don't know everything. He, he sits back and he watches us. He studies our patterns. This story is in 1 Samuel 31 through 5. The Bible tells us that David's men blamed him for what happened and, and wanted to stone him. David was greatly distressed uh, for the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved, each man for his son and daughters. They had lost everything, and they blamed David for it. David's men were ready to kill him. What, um, was it his fault that the Amalekites took everyone? No. The Bible doesn't really indicate that, um, that it was. Yet his men were um, ready to stone him for it. Why? 1 Samuel 30, 30 and 6 says it was because their souls were bitterly grieved. Do you blame other people for your, for your stuff, for your loss? Do you constantly find that you blame everyone else for your – do you take ownership of the things that you've done wrong? How you interact with people, bad relationships, bad choices? Is it always somebody else's fault? You didn't have three failed marriages and it's their fault. It's never you, but you were in the equation. You, you've never been wrong about anything. Imagine some of the things the men might have said that day when they found out that all their stuff were gone. This wouldn't have happened if David had made us go out raiding. If we, uh, if we were home uh, when the Amalekites came, we could have stopped it. Or if David weren't in rebellion to Saul, we would be living safely in Israel, far away from the Amalekites and our wives and children. <laughs> You see how we make we, – we can go – and it gets bigger and bigger. We, we'll blow the story up. You know, we can think it through, everything to avoid saying, you know what, I'm wrong. 
You know, we we went out we went out to get we went out to get the spoil and do what we had to do. It was for all of us. Not not only and they didn't even think about the fact that you know what David lost some stuff too. Now see, um, th- this wound, this the, the wounded soul. This stuff shows up in our relationships. Um, it also it, it happens in divorce. Two wounded people get married and eventually turn against each other. Uh, out of the unhealed areas in their soul, the fights that is um, that, that they have are from the wounded soul, the resentment that forms in the hearts get so bad that they can no longer communicate in peace. Do you find yourself there in your marriage that y'all don't communicate in peace? Every time you turn around, it's something. You you don't even like the way um, uh, uh, he he uh, slams the door. And he really ain't slammed the door. He just pulled it together real good. You don't like the way um, uh, uh, she made your fried your egg. All of a sudden, we nitpick and we find that, you know, there's, Problems in our relationships. You know, uh, finally the marriage dissolves and the children's lives are left in turmoil. You see how this thing becomes generational iniquities. You handle stuff the way your daddy handled it. You handle stuff the way your father handled it. If only they knew that their problems were coming from their souls. That thing that's inscripted in their souls, the place of decision, the place of where our joy and our peace um, uh, uh, should be. Um, but guess what? There's healing that's available. Family members fight and marriages break apart because of junk in our soul, our soulish realms. Churches split. I know how that feels. I know what it's like for a pastor to leave the congregation right at this address. I'll see y'all later. Not only that, he put his sunglasses on and walked straight out. Man, that's crazy. Business and ministries fail because of it. That's why we must learn how to be healed in our inner man. And lastly, soul wounds cause financial failure. Third John 2 says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Here John is praying that you would prosper in all things. This doesn't refer only to spiritual prosperity, but it also um, refers to the increase in every area of our lives. God, I know how it is. I've, I've been in a position where I've lost everything, and when I look at the degradation of who I was emotionally, I found out that this didn't have anything to do with outward stimuli, but it had everything to do with Ravonda's heart. Oh, my God. Including our finances. The word prosper here is the Greek word yuduo which means to succeed in business affairs. Wow. God is even talking about he wants us to prosper not only in uh, who we are spiritually, um, but uh, but also who we are in the natural. Yes. 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 He wants us to not only prosper spiritually, not to have just an awesome dynamic prayer life, not uh, not only just knowing these scriptures and 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 uh, um, increasing um, and building up our inner man, but he also wants us to be good in our business. Now, some of us may have been, uh, some of us are meant to be rich. Some of us are meant to be wealthy. Some of us are, are meant to be uh, 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 people who can make things happen for other people. Some people, uh, you may not be, but you know what? You have 
have a certain amount of financial security where, you know what, your emotions uh, are intact, and so are your finances. It is God's will for you to be financially successful, but how? The secret lies in 3 John 2. The verse states that you will prosper even as your soul prospers. The health of your soul directly affects your ability to increase financially. Whoa. Why? Your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions. If you have been wounded by sin or trauma, if you have been wounded by sin or trauma, if you have been wounded by sin or trauma, then your wounds will, in turn, control the way you think about money. Oh, my God. Have I, have I been there? <laughs> Being afraid to spend a dime, honey. Mm-mm. The choices you make concerning your finances and your spending habits. Many believers are tithing faithfully as the petition of God for supernatural alignment and blessings. Let me read this again. Many believers are tithing faithfully as the petition as they petition God for supernatural alignment and blessings. However, they aren't seeing a breakthrough. The reason is because God can't trust them with the blessings while their soul is wounded. My name, my, my face should be right there, right there, right there with the ability to gain wealth, but God wouldn't open up the floodgates for Ravonda, not while you in that emotional mess. Oh, no. Can you put your phone on mute, please? If he gave us the increase the increase before we were healed, then the wounds inside our souls would sabotage everything they touch. That happened to me. It happened to me. This right here, I am the poster child for not succeeding financially because I was emotionally bankrupt. God couldn't trust me with the stuff that he that he has in store for me. He already prepared for me. He already prepared that stuff for me. I couldn't gain access to it. I was emotionally bankrupt. He ain't getting ready to do nothing. He's seated. He didn't already have, he already got that stuff ready for me. Let me um um let let me tell you this. At the point that we realize that we need exposure to the sun, let me tell you, this doesn't feel this the reality of it all that we have to heal. Guess what? It's not here to make you feel good. That's not where that's not what we're asking you to do is to feel better. We want to be better. We want to live well. And and so what if you walk with a limp? You walk in. I'd rather walk with a limp than not walk at all. I'd rather be healed and walk with a limp than to be sick and be able to run a marathon. You hear me you guys? This is why we have to make sure that we we expose our hearts, that we make sure our environment are conducive um, to uh, 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 to to healing, that we create an environment in our homes, in our jobs, and especially exposing our hearts, that we go in and we do the work. I thank God for declare victory. I thank God for declare victory. I was just talking to Dion uh, the other day, and I was telling her, it seemed like we've been on this line longer than what we have been. Because you know what? Healing for a lot of us has taken a lot of work. We might sound like, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, uh, what you hear right now took a lot of, lot of work in us. 
the, the, the help that you might hear in us, the transparency, it took a lot of work. We didn't start here. We, we, and, and guess what? We don't end up here. We don't end up here. We, we increase. We get better. We get better. We get better. Soul, remember, soul wounds can cause us to sin. Soul wounds determine who we are and what we say. Soul wounds negatively control our emotions. Soul wounds cause trouble in our relationships. And soul wounds can cause us um, to fail financially. Wow. So the next time we, we, we negatively confess that I can't, I can't forgive, I can't let it go, I can't, um, or my depression, my anxiety, be careful. Be careful because you know what? When you open your mouth, you're hearing what you're saying. And when it filters through a heart that isn't submitted to the will of God, when it's submitted, when, when, when it's filtered through the soul, uh, um, the soulish place, the place of our emotions, when that is not healed, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. And so we're not able to be used as vessels of honor. So as I get ready to pass the call on next week as I wrap it up, there is, there, there is an antidote. Oh, my God, we've, we've gone through um, uh, uh, recognizing that there's something wrong. We, we, we've gotten a diagnosis. We've talked about this thing. We've talked about the causes of our behavior. We've talked about generational iniquities, that old stuff. Oh, my God, we know that the heart is deceitful and it's wicked. You know, but God says, I can't. I, who, can, who can understand it? Who can heal it? Who can fix it? And then, then, then uh, it, so much so that, that uh, David said, created, this stuff is, my heart is so messed up. The place of my soul, Lord, is so messed up. Created me a new heart. We looked at, remember, in the flesh, he took us from the dust of the earth, and he began to move with his hands. He began to, he began to uh, 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 touch us. He began to, that, that's the fellowship part of, of where we are. And he, David understood this so much so that he said, Lord, created me a new heart. God created me a new heart because he realized that, you know what, only God could do it. And so that's the place, that's the place that we surrender to the Lord, the place of decision, the place of animation, the place of our emotion. Um, and and that's, that's the place that we want God to heal because that is, um, that, that, that is with us in all of our lives. Please, please put your phone on mute. Father God, we just thank you and we bless you and we give you glory and we give you honor for this time. And we are asking you, Lord Jesus, that you do, that you do this work in us as we partner with the Holy Spirit uh, to move us, transition us from this place to a better place. God, we just don't want to feel better, but we want to be better. We want to be better and we want to live well as I pass the call to Jerry. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. On this morning, oh, God. Father, we have been exposed, our souls have been exposed, oh, God, on today. We have no excuses, oh, God on this morning, so we come to you begging forgiveness, oh God, 
for things that we didn't even know about. But now because we have been exposed, our soul is open wide. And as Sister Ravonda Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful woman of God as she went down into the very marrows of our bones and exposed Satan for who he was and who he is and who he has become to some of us, oh God, on this morning, we are, our souls are wide open. And on this morning, we have no excuses because the word has been made simple. It's been made true. It has been, it has went down to the very uh, parts of our beings. Soul wounds. My God Almighty on today. So I'm speaking and declaring the soul wounds of my soul on this morning as I lead the people of God into worship and into praise on this morning. Each one of us take our mind and put it in the right place on this morning to be healed of the wounds, even from family uh, relationships, generational curses, Oh, my God, words that have been spoken over our lives that we wouldn't, but now we know we can. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world on this morning. Father, I thank you right now. Even from the depths of our soul, we speak and we cry out. Father, you that begun the good work in us, you said that you would see it to completion. And then even as John 3, 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may be it, that thou may prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers on this morning, men and women of God. We want to remember Sister Cassandra, Krishanda, that she uh, asked a request of us for Sister Ayana. On this morning, God, I ask that you, God, you know the things that are happening. You know everything that there is to know about us. Even as we were in our being formed in our mother's womb, you even talked about before the foundations of the earth, before they were laid, God, you knew everything. You knew it. And you knew what we were capable of doing. So, God, on this morning, here I am, oh, God. My soul is open to you, God. Heal me from every desire. As the woman of God spoke on this morning, we race to sin. We put on our shoes uh, uh, that, were preparation, that were prepared for the preparation of the gospel and ran to sin. But God on this morning, heal us of these very old ways in our old nature, oh God. All of my mistakes, oh God, on this morning, I lay them on the altar of truth on this morning. Search me, oh God. If you find anything down in there that's reeking on this morning, God. The, the soul is festering. It's oozing. Oh God, on this morning, here we are. You created us, God. Turn our mess into blessings, oh God. Our curses and our pains, oh God, we lay them here. 
Many of us came this morning, didn't know what to expect, but God, I thank you for the word will find you just when you need it or the most. So on today, as I ask each and every prayer warrior, open your soul on this morning. Don't walk around with what you've been holding. Yes, you may have been raped. Yes, you may have been given a bill of bad health. But on this morning, the word simply told us what could take place when we admit to you, God. You said that we can go to each other and confess our sins one to each other and that you would be faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. So on this morning, saints of God, if I, as I ask you, please take your phones off of mute and begin to worship the true and living God. Your wounds have been, uh, you've been found this morning in the very places of your souls, wherever you are, wherever you sunk into, wherever you allowed Satan to bring you into. On this morning, you have an opportunity, oh God, on today. So here I am, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. Your blood, oh God. We praise your holy name. And on this morning, I cry out to you, God. Alcoholism that has been in our DNA that destroys family members, that caused death in the family, oh God. I cause you to die. You have been found in the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh God, for opening up our eyes here, so that we can receive all that you have for us, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We surrender it all to you, God. Thank you, We come against the spirit of oppression, of God. In the name of Lord, 
deeper, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
And I praise you for the people of God, that it extends out and that the anointing oil will flow down just like it flowed from the beard of Aaron on this morning, that it it goes out to the very skirt and that each one that is on this line on this morning, their souls have been renewed. Their thinking is different. No more wounds. No more. Because on this morning, we declare victory on this line. We declare victory. And I thank you, God. As I pass the call back to Sister Ravonda, and thank you, woman of God, on today. Thank you for helping us. Amen. Thank you for Amen. exposing our wounds on this morning. Amen. And thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Sister Jerry, for um, for uh, leading us in, in worship this morning. When I say that this hit me, um, it, it hit me so much so that um, I had to really realize that enough was enough enough was enough you know enough is enough and when i decided that i didn't want to live a raggedy life anymore and it wasn't just this month it's it's been um it's been quite for quite quite a while and doing the work see sometimes we don't want to do the work we we don't want to do the work i'm a welcome to, i'm opening it up to welcome the visitors those who just came on the line but we don't want to do the work, the work that it takes to be better, be better. And we come against the spirit of pride because we've had plenty of opportunities to open up and receive healing and we've shut down because we didn't want to be vulnerable. We didn't want to be vulnerable. We didn't like how somebody said it or how they said it or whatever. Sometimes the Lord has to get violent with us in our correction because we don't want to heal. We like our toys. We we like our toys. It's just like a little kid. Don't want to, you know, don't somebody come and take the toy. They snatch it back. That's, that's what we we've done we've snatched this stuff back and i was i am determined to to tread the course to keep to keep my focus no matter what it costs no matter what it costs and let me share something with you all i don't know if you all remember because sometimes i say things and i don't think sometimes people are listening but that's not what it's all about because jeremiah went to people who were not going to listen who were not going to listen. God gives us a chance, you know. But I, I, um, I, I discussed with you all. My, my bed is in my living room. My bed is in my living room. I have gone through my life. I have scaled down. I, I, I got Wi-Fi. I don't have cable. I don't have none. Of, I have no amenities really in my house because I've been, I've been living off a bunch of amenities for a long time. So I don't live off a lot of things. I don't I don't do a lot of crazy spending or whatever because I had to deal with who I am emotionally. And and, and even um when when I decided to move my bed in, in my, my living room, um, it was funny. 
uh, at a time um, at the time because it was like I was asked, okay, well, why did you do that? Well, you know, not only am I renting out my room because I realized that financially I had gotten myself into this crazy state, but I realized Ravonda needed exposure. I didn't, I didn't need to go in no place and close the door and be private at no time. And so my, my, <clears throat> my bed is in my room. My, my, my bedroom, my bedroom has been rented out. Every room in this house has somebody occupying it. And my house is an environment when you walk in, it's a house that's given unto the Lord. And that's what I made it to be because I don't want to be found doing anything that dishonors God. Now, that might be an extreme for some people, but it, it was what mm-hmm. I, I, I had to do whatever it is, whatever it takes for me to, to, uh, uh, to get rid of things that dishonor God. That's exactly what I did. So it's nothing. When you walk into my house, you walk into my bedroom. But that's, that's me. What are you willing to do to get rid of stuff that dishonors God, whether it's our weight, our crazy talking, how dare we show up, and uh, how dare we show up to our jobs being mean and crazy or not wanting to be there when we have people who don't have a job? <laughs> how dare we show up to a job? Um, that we have a job that we hate going to, and um, we display that we don't like it. Or, you know, we're on the phone acting crazy to the person who is trying to straighten out a bill for us that we we were supposed to stay on top of. Or every time you look in the mirror, you talk about how fat you are. Or, and see, then we dress this stuff up. We dress it up. We we put on our clothing, we put on our suits. If someone could mute your line, if we put on our suits, we put on our dresses, we put our hair. If someone could mute the line this morning, and we, we dress it up and we show up because guess what? With, with my experience, the church has taught me how to be a hypocrite because I always thought that this is how it has to be. This is how I have to move. This is how I have to walk. And this shows if I had wealth or if I had something or every time I went somewhere, I wanted to make sure I looked a certain way, you know, or whatever. And my soul, you guys, was awful, awful. And I was like, God, I make, I make good money. Why is it I couldn't do this? Why is it I can't have this? Why is it that my my I couldn't I couldn't keep a hundred dollars? Why is it? Why is it that I couldn't help if somebody was in need? I couldn't help. And the Lord taught me about in, even in my giving. The Lord taught me about even in, in in my giving how I was able to help somebody. How um, if you want to get out of debt, learn how to give. This is how this is what some of the things that I learned how to do. And but I had to deal with my soul's position. I had to learn about what was going on on the inside of Ravonda. Is there anyone who uh has something to say this morning that the the message may have um uh the the, the message what I said you the Lord touched you this morning. The floor is open. The message may have hit somebody in the head with a hammer. I'm going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Ravonda. This pretty retreat. 
Good morning. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going on mute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your transparency on this morning. Thank you for the reminder on this morning. And thank you for the lesson on this morning. God bless you. Keep my husband in prayer, you guys. He's uh, um, having health challenges. And we are victorious. And we declare and decree that he is healed in the name of Jesus. But just remember him when you pray. Brother Jeff. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Hey, sis. I'm like Dion. I'm just whooped. I mean, amen and ouch. It was such a necessary word on this morning about those wounds. Oh, my God. Um, You said so much. It was so rich. And nobody that heard that message should be the same. That's all I'm going to say. And then that prayer, praying and asking for prayer. And it's like, if you're not believing what you're asking for, are you even believing what you're asking God for? So all of that and even the generational um, wounds and all of that, I'm so full right now. I just, I'm I'm like, I'm going on you because you hit, ouch, amen. Mm -hmm. It's those iniquities, generational iniquities. Our parents stuff that we perpetuate. Dee Dee, you want some bandit? I got some galls and some. I need some. Uh, what's that stuff? Mer- that stuff that stains you when you got a wound when you're little when you cut yourself. Mature cone. Mature cone. Mature blood. Monkey blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's talk about it. I'm with you guys. <clears throat> uh, I'm. Ouch, 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 ouch. Wow, that was a, a powerful message, Rwanda. Um, I, I wanted to get, because you were putting those points out, and I, I didn't get them all. So could you kind of repeat them real quickly, if you don't mind, your points? Hello? Our soul can cause us to sin. Okay, I got that. Okay, our soul wounds uh, will determine what we say. Got that. Soul wounds uh, control our emotions negatively. Okay, all right. They they cause trouble in our relationships and financial failure. I had never seen heard. Um, and I repeat, I would, I'd say that uh, that that's, that um, Psalms almost every day. I've never heard it broke down like that. Mm. That was powerful, you know. Because I always wondered that that particular line you you read about uh, iniquity. I got that mixed up. Like, what is iniquity versus sin? So I got a very yeah. clear understanding of that today. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, you, it's almost this, like they're praying. They're a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's almost like what a person, if you're praying, right, you have to believe what you're praying, but you know, the same thing, what you got to believe what you're saying, too, and I'll have an understanding about what you're saying. So mm-hmm. a way, a, a much better understanding. Um, now, when I, I quote that, um, passage, uh, you know, as I do mostly every day, I have a much clearer understanding about what I'm actually asking for and what I need to go in depth uh, uh, more to God about, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of those questions that you ask, I'm, not def- I'm just going to listen to your whole thing over again, but mm-hmm. them questions like, you know, 
ouch, you know, it's like, yeah, that's me, that's me. So I definitely think to go back and revisit this mm-hmm. so I can unpack it even more. Cause I, Deuteronomy you know, 5 and 9. Deuteronomy 5 and 9? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to be stuck, you know. I mm-hmm. want, you know, that says the truth shall make you free, but you got to also want that freedom, accept that. And I, I will be one, the one to say, you know, you, you know, I've been to that place where I come, just I get to the, to the, to the, to the cliff, you know, God says jump, and I look, and I step back, you know, so yeah. But today is a different day, so. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Juju. Hey, good morning, Ravonda. This is Kedra. Hey, good morning. I didn't hear the whole declaration, but that little snippet that you um, gave after the declaration, right after that prayer, that got me uh, trying to put my lashes back on, um, that exposure, you know, at one point in time, I didn't know what I was going through. um, When you said your bed was in your living room, um, that's when it hit me. It was like, you know what? I was exposing myself because I didn't have nothing to hide. I was presenting myself naked before God. I would wait. I would, sometimes I worked late hours and I would come home and I would open up the blinds and open up the windows at dark 30 at night. And and when you said your bed was in the living room, that was me exposing, wanting to be naked before God. So, um, I thank God for you. I thank God for that message. And um, when we come naked before the Lord or when we can be exposed, that's a purge that's happening. So that's what I got out of it. Um, I'm going to go listen to the playback, but you spoke life into me today, and I thank you for that. Amen. Good morning, sister. Hey, Rivonda. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Good morning. If, if, if Dr. Van Hook was on the line this morning, he'd be throwing rocks at you. He'd be chunking bricks because he ain't. You know, folks throw rocks at you when they. Oh, hallelujah! You helped us this morning. You you helped us. I, I don't understand when he say uh, if I love you. You see what I'm saying? When you when you teach somebody how to fish for themselves and feed themselves, they really love you. So uh wow, you really uh helped us this morning, going all the way back to our mother's womb and that iniquity. Wow. So uh basically Jeff has to uh do the research for himself. He he have to do the work for himself. You know what I'm saying to uh, continue to grow. But I, I I'm just so excited about what God is doing through Declare Victory, and I just can't wait for us to to actually be able to come together. I, y'all, I remember years back, y'all would always say this is not a church. You understand, and, and how that. But Lord, have mercy. 
what's going to happen when we come together, oh, my God, and do the work and, and, and lay hands on each other and pray with each other and cry out to God with each other in the presence. I mean, if, imagine what's happening through the phone line, what's going to happen when we come together in the upper room. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, y'all get ready. Get ready, get ready. Thank you. I'm going back on mute. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jeff. There was someone else before Jeff, was it? When we realize, go ahead. They talking. They still on mute. They talking. Don't know. They realize on mute. Oh, okay. This is my. It was saying. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I have transitioned to another machine. I don't have the breath because you knocked the wind out of me in the first place. So I'm gonna just go back off. When we when we realize the weight of the iniquity that we have inherited, it, it's, it, it's an inheritance that God wants us to get. The 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 trading, the, the and I can see it. Just give that to Him, you know. Give it to Him, and that's what the Lord was telling me, Rhonda. Give it to me, you know. You know, you you saw your mom do this. You saw your grandfather do this. You hated when this was done. You did give it to me because. That that causes us to walk out some things that we don't even we don't like about ourselves. We don't like about ourselves, you know. And I'm telling you, when I've got a clear understanding about not generational curses, but the iniquities, the habits, the things that they, the things that my parents and grandparents did, and all of those things, and how they begin to manifest in my life. Like when you, a burning building, you, you pour some water on it and you think everything is okay until you see stuff smoldering. And all of a sudden, that's how my life was. I saw things smoldering, little, little teeny sparks come up. I didn't put it all out, you know. And if I could tell you that the enemy still tries to bring some things, but I'm stronger now and not just because I'm on my own. But like I said, creating the environment in my life where he, he, healing is always available to me. You know, someone on the line, um, uh, uh, all this week we've been talking about uh, deliverance, being triumphant, you know, um, operating at different levels. And so even if you find that you're struggling in some areas, there is help. There is help. That's what's so awesome, you know, about it. You know, this morning was, I don't know about you all, it was a, a, a great laxative, you know, for me, you know, because it was some stuff that was stuck up in me, you know, um, and it's not what it was last year. You know, it's just some different stuff this year, you know, that I had, I've, I've been working on and I purposely working on, you know, but it's, I realized those those generational iniquities. I don't want I don't want that stuff on my life. I will not be I will not perpetuate it in my life. And I I saw it show up in my older kids, and um I, and I have to deal with the consequences of that. I'm okay. I'm a big girl, 
but I, I refuse to let it perpetuate in my baby. There, there's residuals, but you know what? Hey, I'm staying the course, you guys. Anyone else? Ramonda? Ramonda? Yes? This is Catherine. Hallelujah. You know, I... I, I you know, I, I stayed on mute, but I, as I, I walk around and listen, I, the song came to my mind. Jesus, getting us ready for that praise. There's so much need in what you said, the part that I did catch this morning, because I got on at um, 628. But i tell you one thing. Those curses and these things that God is exposing, and, and how the enemy don't want some things to come out and it come up against you, how we got to stand on truth, you know, and what it is. And when you just hit something on the nose, my, my older kid got a whip up. But I refuse, I, I, if I don't even live to see it, I know God would not let that happen with my younger baby because I pray to him and I pour out to him. You know, I open up. And I tell my family all the time, it may not feel good, it may not look good, it may not sound good, but it is good. Because all that baggage and bondage and all that stuff that we we, we sunk down in, God is releasing it and, and will remove it. We just open up. And I tell you, I've got five brothers and three sisters and, uh, and a mother that's still here, you know, on earth. But we got a lot of kids. All of us got five plus kids and this and that. And I, you know, things are happening and I'm seeing, I'm seeing, you know, uh, you know, going down the generation. I'm saying, ooh, ooh, I don't want that. I don't want that. And pointing and praying and crying out to God, he is blessing. And it don't feel good right now. But I know victory is mine, you know. I'm yeah. gonna stand on truth. I'm gonna. I don't care what it's for. I'm gonna stand on it. And if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, God, He helping me. He healing me in, in places that I didn't even know still was in me, and, and showing me things that, you know. And I, I asked Him, where did I get that from? I even asked Him, where did I get? How did I start wanting to be independent? He done revealed some things for me. How that character come up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and God is just so awesome. When you speak to him and ask him, he will show you. And this line right here, declare mm-hmm. victory. I love this line. You know, I pray God that he blessed me to go down this avenue because it's so rich. And we get so much out of it. And I just thank God for the decoration this morning. Thank you, Father. You're welcome, baby. Um, someone needs to mute their line unless you're getting ready to talk. You guys, make sure you do that, okay, because sometimes people are responding and you're not on mute and we can't really hear them well. Is there someone else? Ravonda? Yes. Good morning. This is Geraldine. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, holes, I had whole bullet holes in my soul. And I didn't understand um, why a lot of stuff that we I had gone through in my life until this morning. I grew up in a, a very abusive home. And 
you know, I, I've talked about it, I think, before in uh, in, in the declarations, but I just want to thank you uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, all of us are, are, have, are, are guilty when it comes to being uh, partakers. You know, we mm-hmm. have partaken in all type of activity. You know, mm-hmm. some people call it gang violence. Some of us have been gang raped. Some, uh, you know, I mean, when I think about all the different things, that uh, happened even, you know, in my young life uh, growing up, it was uh, 12 of us. And, you know, uh, to see my father, you know, he was a great man, a great provider, but just an alcoholic. And that alcoholism passed over on the children. And, um, you know, I I indulged in drinking uh, for a bit, like maybe about, I think it was about four years. But in that, I saw so much uh, foolishness and I got myself always went to uh, the wrong, you know, I always just wanted to be in an acceptance, acceptance of people. And, you know, many of us uh, as leaders, you know, we don't want to really tell our story, the real Mm -hmm. truth of it. You know, the truth of the matter is that I was like you, Ravonda, you know, just, uh, um, you know, trying to fill up. So I, you know, shopped, even though uh, uh, I go into a bargain store, I still shop. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, this, it does cause problems and because they were never dealt with. But on this morning, I just want you to know that finding out God stripped me down all the way naked on this morning to really deal with some, you know, some really traumatic things that I thought was over. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful this morning that you have took us to where and how and when. And and mm-hmm. and thank you so much for being obedient to uh-huh. the Holy Spirit with uh-huh. the people of God on this line each and every day. We come here and we say that we're delivered, but yet we go right back and pick up those same tools that we were working with. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, we've made many gardens and haven't seen the real flowers of life come up. So I just mm-hmm. want to thank you this morning. You're Your welcome. soul has, is satisfied on today. Thank uh-huh. you. You're welcome. You know, I had a friend. She um, uh, she's a bargain. <laughs> she a bargain shopper. And one time she asked uh, me and another friend to come and help her to get her closet together. And her justification for everything was because it was a red tag. It was a red tag. And um, you know, okay, but why you got five pairs of these shoes? You know, and we counted maybe. Oh, about 60 suits and about maybe 100 pair of shoes. And before we ended, we I, I, I started praying for her, you know, because I said, that's something wrong. But this, is not, this, this is not right, you know. So, but her emotion was tied to that, you know. And our coping mechanisms are so different. You know, we'd be surprised some of the stuff that we do to compensate for, you know, this stuff. And let me tell you, when I talk about the the, the iniquity, you know, the old stuff, the stuff that we didn't, you know, it ain't the stuff that we did. It was the stuff that was put on us, the assignment, you know, um, the the legacy, the inherit, all that that stuff, you know, w- w- the stuff that we're not responsible for, but yet we have to battle it. We have to eradicate it in our lives and not perpetuate it. So when you know, when you know it, when you know better, you'll be better, you know, but you have to keep walking through it and walk it out. You know, that's what we do. If you've been abused, some of your proclivities may not look like what your mom and dad did, 
uh, oftentimes, but it might come out some other way. You might hold back your affection. You know, you may not be you. Uh, uh, you may not be one um, that will speak up for yourself. You know, it it, it comes out in so many ways. So th- those iniquities are crazy. You know, really are. Anyone else? Yeah. Yes, Latasha. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. Um, well, what you were just speaking on even just now, I feel like you you know, you were speaking directly to me because I, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I always try to measure my words versus like pouring because I feel like I just have to, it's like some sort of, you know, the, you know, protective mechanism kicks in or something like where I feel like I just got to protect myself because the fear of judgment or, you know, being offended or hurt. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I never really, I never really was able to like speak up for myself, like, mm-hmm. and allow me to get into situations that was detrimental, so to speak. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was molested, of course. I was molested, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I found myself trying to speak up for myself, but I couldn't. It's like I was mute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I became mute, so to speak, if that makes sense. Like I've been there. And, I've been there. I've yeah, been there. Even, yeah, even as an adult now, it's like I'm still like even now I'm like trying to make sure I don't say too much or you know mm-hmm. I feel like I hold back. Even mm-hmm. with meeting people, you know, I'm I, I I try to be open. I'm I'm always closed in, arm plus cross feet cross it's like mm-hmm. don't approach me you know mm-hmm. and um i have always been closer to men versus women like i feel like i have this sort of um i wouldn't say issue but it's like i'm just trying to protect myself you know i don't know what 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 happened or what what where did it start i just know that i was you know touched as a child and i, I I was told, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't speak up. I couldn't, and it's like, it just is something that I don't know how to put it into words, but. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when we're younger, you know, um, uh, and especially if when it happens at the age of innocence, a, a lot of times we don't look at it as a violation. We may sense something wrong, something's wrong, but what it does, it opens up um, almost, it, 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 really catapults us into areas that emotionally we're not able to handle. And actually we're not even supposed that the innocence is not even that it wasn't protected. And so oftentimes I know this is what I found myself doing, Latasha, is that I would protect myself and I did that with being quiet and being to myself because then um, I realized that I felt that no one would bother me. But on the flip side of it, um, in promiscuity, it was always a yes because I, I could not determine what what the touch of love was or what love really was when all along that's what I wanted was right. love, but I, I end up experiencing love perverted as a child. So it took a long time for me as an adult to really realize what love really is, you know, and so at yeah. the, it, and at the, that's the radical part of it. It's, it's love. 
not knowing what love is. And so what, what ends up happening, you just go through life and you put up these barriers, you know, you don't, who you don't trust, who you're going to trust or whatever, when at the end of the day, you don't, you don't, you don't even have any, you don't have the tools in place to know because at the very beginning, there is no protection. And trust me, just like you may have been, if you go through your family or however, you know, someone, this broods an environment, you know, where I became, I call it fish bait. Because my family, in, in, in our family, there was an environment where that possibly could happen. You know, that possibly could happen. There was, there was physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. Then there was neglect. All yes. of that. Yes. You know. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you, but, you know. No, I, go ahead. I, I was left alone a lot, you know, with my older siblings. I was left alone a lot. So it kind of, like, taught me how to be alone. Like, I can go to dinner alone. I can go to the movies alone. Like, I was always alone. I, You know, and it's... <laughs> I know it's dysfunctional, and I just want to and I want to be, I want to stop, you know. You can. You can. We twins, girl. Let me tell you, you can. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, if I can do it, you can do it. And one, the part of my healing, um, my circle knows, is that I get out. I have to get out the house. I have to do things, you know, because isolation was uh, one of my ways of protecting myself. That's the only way I felt safe. I didn't want to leave the house. So I got out, and that's what I do. I do that now, purposely go and do things. I don't just – because I can go to dinner by myself. Matter of fact, at times I prefer to, but now I make it a point. When people ask me to go, I go. It's deliberate. You know, I don't get no unction from the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. I ain't that super super spiritual that I have to get an unction. But let me tell you, do the work, babe. Do the work. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, it is there anyone else? Hi, Ramona, it's Michelle. And uh, I just wanna say thank you for that most eye opening declaration ever. Um I mean, I don't even know where to start. My my cousin was here a few weeks ago. We were talking about our family and the generational things that have, you know, been passed on to us and how we wanted to break those break those generational ties that um and behaviors that we've had so that our that we don't pass them on to our children, you know. And I just, ooh, she said so much today, and I have to go back and listen to the message. And the one thing, I'm a, I'm a recent divorcee, and when you said two wounded souls that have turned on each other, woof, we, that was everything, and that was the capsulation of my marriage. And so I just want to thank you for your words this morning. I'm going to go back and listen and take notes and share them with my cousin. But um, this this is real. And if we kind of take this and do the work, like you said, our lives can change. And I know I want mine to change. And so I am committed to doing that work. So thank you so much for everything that you said this morning. You're welcome. Hey, Ravonda, it's Ken. I, I know we're at the top of the hour almost, but 
have a little breath of breath now that I've recovered from that um, that word that hit us hit me in the uh, hit me just all over the body. Um, it was so profound. I think the the part that stood out for me was when you talked about how we take. I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't remember how you said it, but just it was how we take ownership of things. My depression, my whatever, my this, my that. You said, I ain't taking ownership of that. That ain't mine. You can have it if you want to, but it just might come and visit. Now, I don't have to open the door. Um, that was profound because we talked about so often there that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we confess the thing out loud. We hear it and we internalize it and we do take ownership of it. And, and I think for me, um, well, I will say for me, is that when I feel certain emotions, I, I'm... Let me put it this way. I made a decision not to own grief the way that everybody else does. I made a decision to own joy. I made a decision to make my my grieving process, because it is my process, different because that's what I wanted. I didn't want to walk around sad and crying every time you turn around and you can't look at a picture. Well, sometimes I can't look at pictures right now, yet I'm not completely there, but certain things that you know, I know what my boundaries are, right? But I don't, I'm not walking around one big teardrop with Kleenex attached to my hip. Um, and so it's about the choices that we make. And so the beginning of the journey is making a decision. So for the, for, for the person that might be having a struggle with a particular thing, the decision is to make a decision. Do you want to stay in this place or do you want to leave? And if you want to leave, some things we can we can um, begin to do on our own, right? Sometimes we need some help. That help could be a circle like this. That help might mean a counselor. Um, that might that help might mean group sessions. You, but it absolutely includes prayer and asking God to give you direction about where you should go to get the right help. Because everybody's help is not for you. If you're in a, um, I don't know, if you go to a counselor and they just you guys don't seem to jive like there's no connection, that might not be the counselor for you. Look for a different one. That don't mean that all counselors are like that. Everybody has a different personality. So I just wanted to add that part that taking ownership of, of things that are not God ordained. He didn't we weren't born with depression. We weren't born with suicidal thoughts. We weren't born victims. We're overcomers. We're more than conquerors. Thank you, Yvonne. I really, really enjoyed you. Amen. Thank you, sis. Amen. I refuse to take ownership of a bunch of foolishness. Let me tell you, debauchery. <laughs> debauchery. Foolishness. Mayhem. Mischief. All of those things. I refuse to take ownership of depression and oppression and all that kind of stuff. I answer to something else. Call me by my name. I don't answer to that. Well, um, we have about yes, five minutes. Wait, Hello? Go ahead. I just wanted to say I thank you and what Tan just uh, triggered something as far as how we have choices. And for me, um, you know, everybody knows I've dealt with a lot of grief. I've dealt with a lot of death, but I've learned and I'm so thankful for God um, blessing me with the clear victory. So I don't have to... Um, crawl up in a ball and stay because because you know you know me 
other people stuff will wipe me out, but I've had to learn choice. So I'm glad Tan reminded me about that joy and that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we have to really be careful with what we say, because I'm not claiming nothing that the raggedy enemy um, tried it, because that's why Jesus died on the cross. So anybody that that feels like they have to hold on to offenses or grudges or just want to be angry, you're wasting good air, you're wasting good peace space, you're wasting good life. And God gives us a gift each day that we wake up and we can see and hear and walk and talk and get on this call. To me, I'm, I feel like if I'm not grateful and thankful and not just being hateful for whatever happened, because I've done things too, that it's almost, it's just like I'm offending God for giving me another chance to this thing called life. Because yesterday, I blew it. I already blew it this morning. <laughs> so I'm just saying that we have to really tap into to each moment and don't take it for granted that we're here because we are here today gone today life is as a vapor we have to really believe that and we have to unlearn some stuff and we also have to forgive there's there's a key to the thing you're not going to get anywhere if you're holding on like a stronghold to offense and to being angry and mad at somebody some people were mad at are dead and gone and you can't do nothing about it so i just want to say again so thank you for that um like somebody said a bullet hole you gave some bullet hole wounds. I even got on some ribs today. Huh? Dion said a hammer. Yes, but yes. So thank you for 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 getting me shook on today as I get ready to go to my good old job and pray over some of these kids. Amen. Love you. That's right. Love you too. Yeah. Rivonda, uh, one more thing. I'm sorry. I, I think I contradicted myself, and it might not mean anything to anybody else, but it does to me. I said my grief, and I think that I should change it to say the grief process. Mm-hmm. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay in grief. It's not mine. I'm not going to carry it forever. So the the grief and the grieving process. Thank you for letting me correct that. Amen. But, you know, it's script, the scripture lets us know that we don't grieve like the unbeliever. You know, and, and if we, you, when you take a different position in uh, in looking at death and the departure of a loved one, if we don't view it as healing, we have a problem. We may we may not like the way God healed them, you know. But if we don't view it as healing, it's a it's a part, you know. Um, it's it's a part of life, you know. And and we view we view it as we have to view it as healing and not grieve as the unbeliever. So I get it. I definitely get what you're saying. Um, if someone could put their uh, phone on mute, I just have uh, a five, uh, uh, just a couple of minutes of their time, and then I'm gonna let you go because we're right at the hour of eight. Um, on last week, I asked you all about um, if you would give um, uh, because uh, our sister Dion she needs a car, and uh, one of the things I said that. Um, when we see a need, we, we don't wait till uh, we, 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 we look for a need. And when we see a need, you know, we, we do the very best that we can. And um, I tell you, we put out the call and people have been doing um, their very best to give. And God has just been gracious. And I had a, um, an amount that I asked God for, and that was 3000 And we're two-thirds. We're, about, we're just about two-thirds of the way there. And uh, today was going to be the last day, but I've been moved to move it until another week um, and um, give you all a chance because I understand uh, some people's paydays and all of that. And I asked for $100, but I said you, any amount would do. 
And, you know, you you all have, uh, I mean, God, I'm, I've just been uh, just grateful the response uh, that we've had. Um, but when I look at the people who have given, we're looking at about uh, roughly about 14 people uh, who have given two-thirds, of, almost two-thirds of what has been asked. There's many more on the line. And if you are in the Declare Victory room, um, there's there's a, a couple of posts that have my cash app, uh, which is the dollar sign and the, uh, the word Wilted Lily, that's W-I-L-T-E-D. Uh, L-I-L-Y, one word, Cash uh, the, cat, the dollar sign, Wilted Lily. And put me in your contacts, 510-932-4764. And give whatever you can. Cash, cash app, I don't care if it's $5, whatever, whatever you can give. Even though we ask uh, for a certain amount, um, Whatever you can give, you know, some people weren't able to give the hundred dollars. That's fine. Every little bit helps. And let me tell you, um, even if you find yourself not being able to give that much, uh, when uh, what what I found in my giving is it has helped me in really getting out of debt. Just seeing me, you know, whatever in the preparation and. Uh, uh, looking for areas that I can be a blessing. And it's not just because our sister has been a blessing to us, but if there is a need, period. You know, it, it isn't because of what she's done for us, you know, which has been a blessing. She would do whatever she could, you know, she I, and I mean it. She would do whatever she could for us. Uh, she, would, she would move the heavens and the earth, you know, and I'm a witness and have stayed up with some of us and prayed us through some things, walked us through some things, showed up, fed people, all of that kind of stuff. But that ain't the reason why we do it. We we do it because, you know what, there is a need. And like I said, we're at two-thirds. We're just about um, at two-thirds of the way of getting the amount that we want. So you all dig deep, you know, um, and let's, let's make this happen for her, you know, uh, because she has things that she has to do. Um, uh, taking Josiah to school, you know, uh, making sure, you know, that she gets to work because she has to provide for her household. She's a single mother. And the scripture says that we're supposed to take care of them. We're supposed to see after those, you know, um, uh, who have a need. And uh, we, we have everything in common, you know, all things in common. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, you know, it, it, even if, if, if it was Jeff, if, if it was uh, uh uh, juju. It don't. It doesn't matter who it was, you, who it is. You know, if if there is a need, you know, we have to make sure that we do the very best we can. You know, we may not be able to take care of it fully, but whatever we can do is uh, greatly appreciated. And um, on this week, I had some people to let me know that you know what, Ravonda, can you give me a tell this time? Of course, of course, because um, haven't gone shopping for the car yet, but that's not the issue. We want to show up with some money, you know, that way we can basically um, uh, pick the very best that we can. And, and the closer we get to that amount, uh, the better quality of the car. Um, uh, um, and not only that, we can help out with making sure she can have at least um, uh, a couple of months of the insurance paid up. And I just believe that God is just going to meet us right there because he has already. You know, and we just been believing God every step of the way. So whatever it is that you can give is greatly appreciated. Again, my um, 
My cash app is um, uh, name is the dollar sign and the word wilted w i l t e d l i l y one word. My number is five one zero nine three two four seven six four. So I look forward to you doing the very best that you can. And if all if if all minds are clear, if anyone else have anything to say, just um, you can right now. If not, we're gonna pray out and go uh, go to our prospective places. <laughs> so, Father, we just thank you for uh, today's teaching, and we thank you because we learned about uh, the wounded soul. We learned about iniquity. We learned about generational iniquity, and where we looked at it um, as the curse really what you're saying is it's generational habits that have been passed down, Lord God, that we realize and we recognize and some things we may not have recognized. And so God, I just ask that you place in our lives uh, people who um, who have our best interests at heart, who, uh, who see us through uh, your word, who realize the greatness that's on the inside of us and who may see that we are bound, and just like Lazarus, he had to have someone un, uh, un, un, take off the bandages, take unwind uh, the thing that held him from moving the way that he should. And God, um, bringing him out of the place that the grave would want to keep him in. And so, God, I thank you for this month's teaching. I thank you um, uh, for the teaching on dreaming and trying, being triumphant, uh, uh, our prayer lives and deliverance and forgiveness, Lord God, and all of it, the mixture of it is a cocktail for our success. And when we give you all our schisms and isms, Lord Jesus, how you begin to morph our lives through your word, and we become these people who are vessels of honor. And even as we expose our lives and our heart and our soul's position to you, and we partner with the spirit, with your spirit, God, we just ask that on today that we're, we will be a conduit of healing in someone else's life and that we be the change that needs to happen, God, in society, Lord God, that when people call our names, that we're known uh, for being ambassadors and of good character, Lord Jesus. And um, that we do the work that's needed, um, that's, uh, that's important. And so, God, we bless your name because you are Ebenezer. God, you're the place. Um, we can see through our lives where you have done great and marvelous works, Lord Jesus, and how our sister says you, are, you have been a good, good father to us. And so we believe you for our relationships and for our healing, God, and for what we say and how we do it, Lord God. And uh, it's, it's our desire to line our will up with your will. And you said you would give us the desires of our heart. And we desire not to perpetuate generational iniquities. We desire not to perpetuate generational iniquity. We desire not to perpetuate generational iniquity. And so God, help us to mind our business and know what it is that we must do. And so God, we give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor and we give you our issues, Lord Jesus. And we raise our hands and we stretch them to reach a miracle, Lord Jesus. And our minds are being yet transformed to become all that you would have us to be. And so, God, we give you all the glory and all the honor. It's in your name that we pray. 
thank God and amen. You guys, I love you and thank you for um, for taking the time out to, to hear me this morning and what God has to say. And so be a blessing today, you all. Don't perpetuate that stuff. Revonda, say your number again for me. 510-932-4764. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome back. You all have a great day. You have a great day as well. God you have God. a blessed day too. Thank you. Everybody, blessings to you. Love you. Have a good day. Love y'all. Have a blessed day. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I love you. I love you too, Yvonne. <laughs> love you, Miss Yvonne. <laughs> Bye. Bye bye.